Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny, busier than ever on this day. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Mike Tannenbaum, live in just a second on the Goodyear Hotline. He put together a mock draft in which I was expecting to spend all of the day on with him. And then, of course, the Jets went and traded Sam Darnold yesterday, and that was the end of that. And we'll get to all of that coming up in just a moment. But I need to share this with you first. When you tweet all that stuff out, guess what? We got it. My favorite tweet of the day. Did you see what my daughter tweeted yesterday? So, so here's what I've been putting up with for years now. So my wife, Stacy has been active on Twitter. She and I joined the same day, the same time, and we made up our mind we were going to sort of do it together. And a lot of people really like it, and other people poke fun at me for it, and it's fine with me either way. My daughter, we didn't allow either of my kids to be on Twitter for a long time because it's a cesspool. <laughs> and, you know, they use, both of my kids are much more active on other social media, the Instagram and, and, and on um, particularly on uh, Snapchat. But my daughter got involved in Twitter this past year, and she texted me, and I quote, Dad, they love it when I roast you. Mm. Roast is the word she used. So yesterday she tweeted, in my lifetime, this is her talking, in my lifetime my father has decided that Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez, and Sam Darnold have been the saviors of his team, and I'm only 20. She tweeted that yesterday. It has 18,700 likes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten that much engagement on anything I've posted in my life. I have over a million followers. My daughter has like 3,000 followers. She started with 70, so all these other people are now following her, and she has, it just changed. It's now 18,800 likes. It's What is the algorithm that people are first still seeing this for the first time? Like, it just keeps growing. It's going up and up and up and up again. The greeny roast algorithm. I don't know how that happened. I guess it is the special greeny roast. One way or another, I mean, I guess she's right. And the man who drafted one of those quarterbacks (laughs) 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 is the man who joins me now with his breaking moves. Breaking moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. The general manager of my team is Mike Tannenbaum. Hello again, Tannenbaum. Greeny, I'll tell you what, that is something that is, uh, I'd love to see that algorithm as well, but. Good for Nikki. Well done. It's got 18,800 likes. How, how does this happen? It's at Nikki Greeny if you want to see it, which, again, I mean, I pay her college tuition, so I, well, <laughs> let's see what direction this thing takes a turn. But let's get down to business. It happens yesterday. We've been talking about it and waiting for it forever. What was your, when you first saw it and you saw where he went and what they got for Sam Darnold, <clears throat> what was your first reaction? Makes a ton of sense for both sides. I think from the Jet perspective, I understand what Mel Kuyper was saying, Greeny, which is, hey, look, you have two quarterbacks, move forward, let Sam play this year, bring Zach Wilson along slowly. But I think when you're a new head coach, you want to just be bootstrapped to one quarterback and moving forward. When we think of the Jets, hopefully for the next 10 years, it's going to be Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. And I think for the Panthers, Greeny, I think it was really smart. I think it was opportunistic and when you looked at their options, Sam Darnold not giving away a high pick until a second next year is really smart business. How good is Darnold going to be as he goes to a, a team that has legit offensive weapons, that has a, a young coach that everybody likes in Matt Rule, that has a young offensive coordinator everybody loves in Joe Brady, and maybe most important of all, isn't tanking away a season, which for him is going to be a delightful change of pace. How good is Darnold going to be? I think he's going to be good. I, you know, and as you know, we've discussed this quite a bit on Get Up. 
I see him as a B, B plus. I see him as a Kirk Cousins, a guy that you could win a lot of games with, take you to the playoffs, but I don't see an elite talent. And again, I wish we have seen more flashes of greatness over the last five years. We just haven't. And, you know, as Hembo mentioned this morning, when you really look at it objectively, Mitch Trubisky has really outplayed him. And, and that's just a contextual comment to say that he has still a chance to be really good because I believe in his ability. I believe in his character, but and I like Joe Brady a lot. I think those are all fair points, but I just, at some point, wanted to see some more consistent flashes of greatness, and we just haven't. I'm with but that. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, he, he's in a good situation. I, I, I hear that, but let, let me go. It's an. I'd like the comparison, Mitch Trubisky, who the Bears gave up on. I've been saying forever I wouldn't have given up if I, on if I were them. If you look at the at the circumstances Mitch Trubisky has played in or did play in during his years in Chicago relative to what Sam has had for his three years in New York, I would argue Trubisky was set up to succeed far more than Darnold was. Do I have that in your opinion? Do you disagree? No, I think that's totally fair. That, that's 100% right. But don't you think at some point Sam has to overcome the environment and – show some, again, some flashes, not just a player or two, but go on a three-game winning streak where you beat New England and Buffalo in back-to-back games. Just something where you could say, like, okay, we've seen him put a team on his back. I, honestly, I don't. And, and the reason you and I disagree on this, and, and, and the reason is I just don't think anyone could have overcome how horrendous they were. And, and I know that you like Adam Gase, and so I don't want to start that argument again here, but I blame him for a lot of it, and I blame the talent for a lot of it. And I would say this. If Sam Darnold had been drafted by the Bears, number two, when he was, when Trubisky was, if you just removed uh, uh, Trubisky from the equation and put Darnold in there, I think Darnold will be succeeding right now in Chicago. I think he'd be good and they'd be good. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And there certainly were much better weapons over the last couple of years in, in Chicago, I think Anthony Miller's a little bit underrated. Al Robinson was, again, tagged. So you can certainly say those, those players are certainly better than whatever the Jets have had over the last three seasons. And with that said, Trubisky, despite their massive investment in him, made by Ryan Pace, who's still their general manager, gave up on him. So I think that just gives good context that even though Trubisky outplayed Darnold, there's another organization that just said, hey, this isn't good enough. I think that's right, and, and, and it brings me actually to a bigger point here. Greeny and Mike Tannenbaum was with me on ESPN Radio on the Goodyear Hotline, and that is that we used to live in a football world, Mike, where if you drafted a quarterback in the first round and you got it wrong, it would cost your organization five years because you would, you would never stop trying to justify it. And part of that, I think, was the financial commitment, the investment you had to make in that player. Now, because the finances have flipped, where the greatest value you can have in the entire sport is a quarterback on a rookie contract that maybe I believe the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction and we give up on these guys too fast. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, my biggest uh, influence in my career is coach Parcells. He was influenced a lot by Tom Landry and he always talked about, Hey, we got to give these guys at least three years. And that was like literally like from Lombardi to Landry to Parcells and I think you're right, you know, and I think Ryan Tannehill is an interesting example of a quarterback that, and look, he had some success with us in Miami. Obviously, he's taken it to the next level in Tennessee, and it's going to be interesting. Like, which one of these young quarterbacks is going to resurrect their career? Is it Sam? Is it Trubisky? Somebody else, I think you're what you're alluding to makes a ton of sense. It didn't happen with Josh Rosen. He left Arizona. It didn't pan out, but I do think it's probably gone 
a little bit to this win now instant gratification if they're not good in 10 minutes let's go get the next guy greeny with you here presented by progressive insurance cars homes boats motorcycles rvs and much more at progressive.com i know that you have a lot you're doing today because you just did this mock draft do you have another 10 minutes for me or no be honest if you have to go you have to go it's no problem no, I got time. Okay, beautiful. Can I put you on hold then? I got to take a break. I want to come back and do your mock draft sure. because I, I, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in it. Let me put Mike Tannenbaum on hold. We'll come back and we will go through that. So Mike T did a mock draft for us in which he, he's not projecting who he thinks these teams are going to take. He's telling you who he would take if he were sitting in the seat. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff in it. We will come back and we will do that next as he continues with us. And then I will rant and rave and we'll set aside some time for your phone calls a little later as well. Stay with me. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. 
All right, I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Mike Tannenbaum, good enough to spend a few extra minutes with us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike, I appreciate you doing this. And again, Mike Tannenbaum put together for us a mock draft of the entire first round, not trying to project who the teams are going to take, but telling you who he would take. And I would remind anyone who was listening that a year ago today, you were the one saying Justin Herbert was the quarterback in last year's NFL draft that you loved. You were summarily mocked for that. Many people suggested that was ludicrous. And, of course, now Justin Herbert is a guy that that probably nine out of ten teams would build their roster around in the blink of an eye. So having said that, Mike, the top five quarterbacks in this draft, if you were drafting, in what order would you rank them? I would go Trevor Lawrence first, Zach Wilson second, and, boy, it gets interesting after that. The next three are razor thin. If we're playing today, I'm taking Matt Jones. If you and I are running a team for the next 10 years, I'm taking Trey Lance, then Jones, then uh, Justin Fields. But those those three are, are really close. Why has Fields fallen? So you're one of those evaluators who was putting Fields fifth out of that group of five. Why? Yeah, I don't know if he's really fallen. I've spent a lot of time on him. I was at his practice at Ohio State the first day after he – uh, transferred from Georgia, and I'm thinking, boy, Kirby Smart made a huge mistake. This guy looks like Cam Newton. He's accurate. He could get the ball down the field, complete over 70% of his passes, only six interceptions. But against two really good defenses, Indiana and your Northwestern Huskies, he struggled. There were some inconsistencies with his accuracy in those two games. And if I'm looking to break ties, that's what I'm looking at is how do you do in the hard situation? And I know the immediate sort of comeback to that is like, well, Trey Lance played in one game and, you know, he, he's really hard from a fact pattern standpoint to look at. But when you talk to so many people around him, his intangibles, his character, you look at his build, his athleticism, he ran for 166 yards in the championship game a year ago. I think there's something really special about him. And I think over the next 10 years, he has a chance to be, dynamic yeah uh, northwestern is the wildcats but outside of that everything else you said i liked and and <laughs> <laughs> um you know it, it, i'm sort of torn on this because there's part of me that wants to say look you're projecting him to go eighth in the draft and 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 the other one that we had the other day i think it was mel's had him going 11 mm. so that's not falling all that far but at the same time when you're the fifth out of five quarterbacks there's something to that greeny and tannenbaum Th- then there's the mac jones of it all so I've had people say, I think it was Bart Scott who said on TV with me, if you traded three number ones to go up to take Mac Jones, you're out of your mind. So when you hear Bart, someone you know well, Mike, say that, what do you say? Stick to playing linebacker, not being a GM. Mm. Please expand so, on that. And thing. I love Bart. Yeah, I, I love Bart. But Mac Jones, like sometimes we overcomplicate things. Mac Jones has a chance to be a really good quarterback for a long time. And Greeny, we were talking about it for going back to February, and Matt Ryan's the closest comparison to Mac Jones. You go back to that Super Bowl, Atlanta versus New England. Atlanta should have won that game. Matt Ryan would have been a champion with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. And I've been with coaches for a long time, Greeny. They're sitting there in their office saying, I know exactly what to do with this guy. He's a perfect fit for what we want to do. He's more athletic than Matt Schaub, Kirk Cousins, some other guys that have been successful with Kyle Shanahan. And I just think that Mac Jones is perfect for Kyle, and they have a chance to be really good because from a non-quarterback perspective, they may have the best roster in the NFL. 
Yeah, mm. I'm with that. And, and he might be as good an offensive coach as there is anywhere that side of Kansas City. That said, mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after, after its, its time. time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. That's right, Charles Barkley. So I will say this again, Tannenbaum. I said it to you on TV today, and I'm going to say it here, and everybody remember where you heard it. I'm telling you, I believe San Francisco is going to take Trey Lance. I believe that's what they're going to do. They're going to keep Garoppolo. They will have another year or even two, but let's just call it one, of Jimmy G. Make a run at it. He's proven that when he's healthy, they can win. They could win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. But it is the exact Kansas City model. It is, he, is, he is to Trey Lance what Alex Smith was to Patrick Mahomes. So many different things about those, about those two circumstances line up for me. Mac Jones, if, if he is Kirk Cousins, then I have to believe there are other guys out there you could get. Like, I don't know, Kirk Cousins. I think that Trey Lance is someone who a guy like Kyle Shanahan might look at and say, give me two years with this guy and I can make him into Patrick Mahomes. What do you think? It's fascinating. I just don't think you're going to sit there in San Francisco and say to yourself, we have to give up all that draft capital to go get somebody, again, that's played one game since uh, January of 2020, which is, again, really remarkable. And when you're trying to strategize and build your franchise, one of the most um, sort of like compelling thoughts you say to yourself is, is this the highest and best use of our assets? And I think it's a, as I said on Get Up Green when we talked about it, it's a historic risk. If they give up basically three ones for a player that play in one game at, again, at the FCS level. So I think what you're saying has actually a lot more merit to it than maybe other people think from a standpoint. Trey Lance would be really dynamic with Kyle Shanahan long-term, but to give up that sort of capital for uncertainty i just don't see they them pulling the trigger on that i I want to remind everyone i know you know this mike but in case anyone doesn't he's only played one game it isn't his fault like his team didn't have a season they actually created a one game schedule uh just to give him a showcase and he didn't play particularly well in that but who would it's just a ridiculous and unique situation all of this was covid related so yes he's only played one game in the last 12 months or whatever it is but that wasn't his choice or fault or anything like that all right mike t um thank you for doing this again the mock draft was a lot of fun thank you for the perspective and thanks for a few extra minutes here i appreciate it i'll see you soon all right, Greeny, and uh, when Trey Lance goes number three, make sure you take that victory lap. I will. I'm, listen, you were right on, on Roethlisberger last year. I give you credit every day. You were right on Herbert last year. I give you credit every day. So the second they take Trey Lance, I want you, I want you blaring it to the world that Greeny was the one who had this right. Absolutely. Maybe I'll get as many likes on my tweet as your daughter. Did, <laughs> yeah, right? Good luck with that. I, I've, I've never had. I never have. Thank you, Mike Tannenbaum. Mike Tannenbaum with me here. Again, my daughter, if you just my daughter tweets this thing. She loves to make fun of me on Twitter because she realizes I've, it's got 19,000 likes now. 19,000. Literally, I've been on Twitter for 10 years ish. I don't even know how long I've been on. I have w- over a million followers. I've never gotten 19,000 likes on literally anything. My daughter, who I believe when yesterday started had 77 followers <laughs> on Twitter, has 19,000 likes on this tweet. It's unimaginable to me. 
Uh, the, the degree to which people enjoy me being made fun of is, is just, you know, what can I say? It's a living. Uh, anyway, it's at Nikki Greeny is her. Uh, again, I didn't even let her have Twitter until she went off to college and I could no longer stop her. But if you want to see it, Lord knows everyone else has. Uh, all right. Coming up next. Um, if you missed my initial thoughts today, I will share exactly what I think of what happened yesterday with this trade. And I will take your calls as well. You can call now if you want. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get to your calls in a few minutes. Here right after this word from DraftKings. Golfers are in Augusta, and DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They're giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize. All you do is pick six golfers. You stay under the salary cap. You submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. It's that simple. So download the DraftKings app right now. Use my name, Greeny, as the code when you sign up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code GREENY, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Your calls are next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. My name is Greeny, and I'm coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Your calls and my thoughts on the big NFL trade of yesterday are coming in just a moment. Quickly, I want to just mention, I want to acknowledge two people on the staff. You've already heard from Hashtag Hembo today, who gave you his green light baseball. You've heard from Hashtag Bubba, who was just a, a renaissance man in every sense of the word and helped explain the origin of the word subluxate, which is a word that just candidly rubs me the wrong way. But two other members of the staff had a big day. So hashtag Nuno, who was the producer of this program, he was in here yesterday, Hembo. You were not here. Mm. Nuno was here. And at the end of the day, at the end of the show, I picked Baylor to win last night. And you should have seen him. He schlumped. Do you know, like, they were going, oh, like all the air goes out of you? Yeah. And I looked at him like, did I say something wrong? And, he's, and we get finished. And he said, you just put the KOD on my 500 bucks. <laughs> So, Nuno, if you will, obviously I did nothing of the kind. Baylor won. Give me a sense of how that turned out for you, Mr. Nuno. It was uh, it was great. It was like the KOD is over, at least for this point. Now, hopefully, it carries over to the Washington football team. So, this was your, this was your sheet of integrity? Yeah, it was a little friendly tournament uh, set up that I have 
you know, through one of my friends. And second place was 500. I had three of the four uh, final four teams. I didn't have UCLA. Had Baylor being Gonzaga. All right, that's nice. So 25 bucks was the entry, and you won 500. Yes, sir. That's pretty good. And then I'd like to acknowledge hashtag Devin who I, I don't know that he has a hashtag or even all the letters in his name anymore. Based Do we upon, have to acknowledge him? Well, nah. the idiocy of his takes on this program. But I think that today he must be hailed as the, the visionary that he is because we had a, a hashtag Greeny like, ch- bracket challenge, right? Friends of Greeny, yes. <laughs> Friends of Greeny, and Devin won it. Devin, which I assume means he beat Nuno too, so he would have won a fortune in that pool. Nuno, you in this pool? I don't think I was in that one. No. Okay, so Nuno, so there's a Friends of Greeny pool. The producer wasn't in it. I mean, we have to have a meeting here, but but one way or another, Devin was in it, and you won the pool. How how what how many Final Four teams did you have? So I only had I had Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, Baylor winning obviously over Gonzaga, and yeah, you know I'm feeling pretty good. And Nuno texted me after you had the KOD, and he said, "Did you hear what Greeny said?" And I said, "Oh no, oh no." Did you hear what Greeny said? I said, yes, I work on, on the show. You better have heard what Greeny said. He's working on the show at the moment that I said it. So I hope he had, he was listening. But one way or another, I had it right. These guys won their pools, and I'm happy to hear it. Okay, meanwhile, let me get back to the, the story of the day. I have put this off as long as I could possibly stand to put it off. But I know that most people probably tuned in today, and you're waiting to hear what I have to say about this trade yesterday. And my reaction can be easily summed up with two simple words. <laughs> and they're not the two words you expect, although I was tempted <laughs> to use those two, or at least one of them. But the very simple words are Ryan Tannehill. In the two seasons that Ryan Tannehill played under Adam Gase, his QBR was 41.5. That stinks. In his two years under Adam Gase, Sam Darnold's QBR Stunk slightly less. It was 43. He was better than Tannehill. And you know why? Because he is better than Tannehill. Sam Darnold is a prospect way better than Ryan Tannehill. Comes in with more talent, more natural ability, far more highly touted. And Darnold is 23 years old and about to play for his third head coach and third offensive coordinator. Let that sink in for a second. He's 23. He's a guy who's never had a chance. You know why? Because he got drafted by a team whose first-round picks dating back to 2011 were Muhammad Wilkerson, Quentin Copels, D. Milner, Sheldon Richardson, Calvin Pryor, Leonard Williams, Darren Lee, Jamal Adams, and Darnold himself. What they all have in common is that none of them are on the Jets anymore, and half of them aren't even in the league anymore. The Jets draft players in the first round who aren't even football players four years later. That's how ridiculously inept... This franchise has been. So Sam Darnold can only be described as the victim of professional sabotage. He has got to be the happiest man on planet Earth today. To go from Adam Gase to Joe Brady in football would be like going from a kindergartner to a Ph.D. in one shot. And he's got Matt Rule as his new head coach. That's the guy the Jets wouldn't hire without telling him who his assistants were going to be. Remember that? Matt Rule is going to turn Darnold into a better quarterback than the Jets have had since Joe Namath. You watch. He's going to do for him what the Jets never did. He's going to draft an awesome receiver, or he's going to draft the tight end from Florida. He's already got good weapons around him, and he's going to have an offensive scheme that highlights the things he does well and diminishes the things he does badly. You know, he's going to actually try. 
as opposed to the Jets, who tanked two of the three seasons, he was there. When you draft your future quarterback, that's the moment that you start developing, that you start going forward. The Jets went the other way because they have no idea what they're doing, and that starts from the very top. So I hope Zach Wilson is Patrick Mahomes. I would give anything to see it happen. And bear in mind, the Jets gave up three number ones to get him. So I'll be rooting for him like crazy because that's what fans do. But I need one more day of being disgusted for what this woebegone franchise has been the last three years before I can get out of my system. How bad are they? I mean, here's maybe the best way to sum it up. No team in the common draft era, which dates back to literally the year I was born, has ever drafted a quarterback in the top three picks twice in four years. So congratulations, you made history. You ruined a quarterback faster than any team in NFL history. That's what they did. So I'll be rooting for Sam like crazy. I think he's going to be a really good player. And I hope the Jets got this right. None of this means that what the Jets did yesterday was wrong. I don't blame Joe Douglas for any of this. I don't blame Robert Sala for any of this. And I am rooting like crazy for Zach Wilson to be great, to be the savior of my daughter jokes that I'm always looking for. Because Lord knows we could use one. So if you wanted to know what I think of the whole thing, that's what I think of the whole thing. Now let's find out what you think of the whole thing. Your thoughts on all this NFL wheeling and dealing at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Bubba, who is first up here on the phones? Let's start with Bob. All right, Bob, what do you think? Hi, Mike. Uh, quick question hey, for you. Uh, if the Jets had the choice between Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones, who do you think they would take? I think they would take Zach Wilson. You? Well, I yeah, probably, but I I um, I wonder if uh, Zach Wilson would be in the same position in three years that Daniel Jones is in. Well, look, Daniel Jones is in. I don't want to. I don't want to conflate the two right now. Daniel Jones. I said this yesterday. Daniel Jones is in a strange spot. We have a ton of Giant fans on this show. Nuno and Devin are both Giant fans. The Giants feel as though they don't really have a plan. The Giants feel like they kind of figure things out as they go. Like taking a running back number two overall is is the action of a team that doesn't really have a plan. That's what you do when you are a running back away from winning a championship. And then you take a quarterback and then you take an offensive tackle and then he doesn't pan out and now you you go out and you spend money to buy the highest priced free agent wide receiver. Like, all of it feels like they're just kind of reacting to the circumstances as opposed to putting together everything based on some blueprint. If they have a blueprint, I don't know what it looks like. And I'm, unfortunately, I'm not sure they do either. So I don't know that Daniel Jones is in a great situation to succeed either, but it's not nearly as bad as what Darnold has had the last few years, if that's what you're asking. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, Greeny with you. Who's next, Bubba? Next is Alex. All right, Alex, what do you think? Hey, um, so with Darnold, with him, I'd be thrilled that I didn't not only got out of New York, but that I didn't go to Chicago. And what you said earlier about Trubisky having a better setup, uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, he came into the, his first year, he was seven for seven and touchdowns, interceptions ratio with John Fox. I mean, Fox never really opened up the playbook for him. They mostly ran that year under Nagy, his first season, he managed to put that to a two to one interception ratio made the Pro Bowl as an alternate. And then the next year, for some reason, Nagy decided to become a whole different head coach and forced him into a, you know, the square peg into a round hole. Yeah. 
and kind of ruined him. And then this year with Foles, knowing that if he made any mistakes, he'd be benched after a 2-0 and start. I don't really give him credit for the Falcons win, but he still managed to have almost the same QBR he did his Pro Bowl season and still a good TD interception ratio with his head coach and a backup breathing down his back. You're getting no argument out of it. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I've said almost exactly that numerous times. I think you're 100% right. I think the way the, the, the Bears have managed, the way the Bears have handled Mitchell Trubisky has never made sense. And going back, the biggest difference, however, between the circumstances Trubisky was in and the circumstances Darnold was in, A, they had better weapons. The Bears may not have, you know, Atlanta's weapons, but they have much better weapons than the Jets have had. And B, more importantly, far more importantly, they've had a great defense. So when you have a great defense, that makes a quarterback's life a lot easier. Sam Darnold is constantly trying to bring his team back in games because his defense stinks. So when your defense is bad, that puts infinitely more pressure on the quarterback. You're always playing from behind, and that plays directly into his biggest weakness, which is that he's turnover-prone. Trubisky, they never played into his strengths, which are his athleticism and everything else. I did a whole thing on this yesterday. I hope you were with me. You can go back and listen to the podcast in which I said Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen, their skill sets were like separated at birth. And the Bills chose to develop Allen perfectly, and they've turned him into like an MVP player. And now Trubisky is there, best place he could possibly be. And the Bears couldn't wait to get rid of him. They benched him when he was unbeaten last year, as you just pointed out. So you get no argument out of me. If you want to have an argument over whether Darnold would have been better or worse than Trubisky, at the end of the day, what are we even arguing about? It doesn't make any difference, for crying out loud. I, I think Darnold has more skill, but what the heck do I know? One way or another, the Bears screwed up with Trubisky and the Jets screwed up with Darnold. We'll agree to agree on that. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next is Jared. Jared, what do you think of this whole thing? I am a Panthers fan. I love it. Um, disclaimer, I've only slept six hours in the last 48, so if I'm uh, incoherent, that's uh, that's probably why. I'm sorry, what? But uh, here's, the, here's the reason I love it. Um, so before the trade, we were going to take, like, what, the fifth-best quarterback with the eighth pick? We basically, we basically traded, I mean, traded up. We're going to get, like, the third best player in the draft now instead of the, what, the, the 50th? I mean, that's, that's the reason I love it, basically. Now, I, the logic behind what you're saying is that if the Panthers had stood pat at eight, they were going to most likely draft the fifth quarterback in this year's draft, and instead they got the third pick and second quarterback that was taken three years ago who's got a lot of talent and potential, who's locked in contractually now to you for the next two years at reasonable numbers. They only owe him, I think, $4.6 million mm. this year or something because the Jets still have to pay a portion of it. You pick up the fifth-year option. It's reasonable if he turns out to be a good player. Carolina comes out of this. I think they did great. I think they're just a great franchise. They've got a great owner. They've got a, a coach that I think everybody loves in Matt Rule. They've got the exact right offensive coordinator everybody loves. So I think that they come out of this looking really great. By the way, I forgot to mention, just quickly on that, did you see Shefty's tweet of just a few minutes ago? Let me find this for you here. I had it. Um, Shefty is tweeting, and this is very much germane to the conversation that we're having here. Adam Schefter tweeted, sorry, here, 29 minutes ago, he tweeted, with teams locked into the first three overall picks, the Atlanta Falcons now have received trade calls from multiple teams and, quote, are open to moving out of the number four spot per source. The number four spot, is the value there probably still is a quarterback. The value there is either just, well, to me it's Justin Fields. 
But the way this thing seems to be shaping up, it probably becomes either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. But either way, that's the spot. So who goes? Let's give this some thought here, hashtag Hembo. Who's going out? Who are they entertaining train talks from? The, the, I'll give you the one that immediately jumps to mind. Mm. Is Bill. Is Bill Belichick going to move up there to four and take the quarterback, recognizing if he wants one, he won't get one otherwise? And what I think he thinks is that, Trey, as I do, that Trey Lance is going to go three to San Francisco despite the conventional wisdom, and that will leave Mac Jones at four, mm. which is who I think Bill Belichick really wants to be his coach. Well, how much is it, is it going to cost to go from 15 to four? Because we just saw how much it cost San Francisco to go 12 to three. Would Bill pay that price? Right. Probably not. So he's never done it before. No. He, in fact, has never drafted a quarterback in the first round in New England. The last quarterback they drafted in the first round was Bledsoe, which predates him. And, of course, they took Brady 199 overall. Now, it's sort of a skewed fact because why would you draft a quarterback in the first round when you have Brady? But even in Cleveland, he didn't do that. Correct. So the question then becomes... Who is going up to four? Who are they fielding calls from? Denver? Denver? Denver picks at nine. Do you think they feel good about Drew Locke? No. I don't either. I, I mean, everything you hear from anyone suggests they don't feel very good about Drew Locke. That would be the team I'd circle. Uh, Denver maybe is interested in Teddy Bridgewater. There's an offensive coaching uh, connection there with, with, I believe his name is George Payton. Mm. Um, so is that a possibility? Go through some of the other options. Give Washington, me the draft order. Washington at 19. That's ways down there. I mean, if, if you're going to get there, you might as well go to Chicago at 20. Well, let's go through the draft order then. So, so we, have, we have Denver at Five nine. is Cincinnati. It's not them. No, it's not. Um, 10 is the Cowboys. It's not going to be them. 11 is the Giants. Not going to be them. 12 is Philly. 12 is Philly just moved down. Right. They're not them. Then you have the Chargers and the Vikings before the Patriots. It's not going to be them Not going to be them either. So if someone's going up there, maybe it's going to be Bill. Maybe it's someone come from a long way away. We'll see. The value at Ford, look, you could take Kyle Pitts, who is a generational offensive talent. See, if you're Atlanta, Mm. the game here is just to move back a very short way. The way this thing is set up, if you're Atlanta and you move back to Denver at nine, then you are – you have – are unquestionably going to get one of the great offensive players in this draft. There are two tackles and four uh, position players, skill position players. You do the math. With all those quarterbacks going there, you're guaranteed to get one of them. So if you're Atlanta and you move back to nine, you add more stuff, and you're guaranteed to get one of those guys. Well, maybe the Lions. The Lions pick at seven. They just traded for Jared Goff, but maybe they like one of those guys too. You move up three spots. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see the Lions moving up. I would give a go to Goff. That's what I would do uh, if I'm them. And that's what I think they'll do. Goff is the first pick in the draft, and he's 26. Well, they just had to give him away in Los Angeles. I understand that. But, I mean, you know, the Jets just gave away Sam Darnold, and he's going to be great. Uh, All right. Uh, Greeny with you. Uh, Bubba, any more calls? We have people. Are they sitting on hold through this nonsense? Who's next? We got uh, Jason in Brooklyn. All right, Jason, go ahead. What do you think of this? Hey, Greeny, long-time Jets fan. The way I look at it is this. We didn't didn't just – give up uh, the second overall pick to draft Wilson because if we monetize that pick and keep Darnold and move down, how, what could we have gotten for the number two overall pick, which in the future we're going to look at back and say that's what we gave up to draft Wilson. Yeah. And I think Wilson and Sam had pretty much the same uh, feeling, I think. Look, I can tell you exactly what you gave up at minimum. San Francisco gave up three ones to go up and get the third pick. So what possible reason would there have been not for them to be willing to do the exact same trade to go up to two? 
So at minimum, they gave up that. By the way, just another reminder, just in the way these picks sometimes turn out. So the Jets traded up. They gave up three twos to take Darnold a few years ago. Do you know who those picks turned into? I came across this in a story on Bleacher Report the other day. Hold on, I'm scrolling to get there as fast as I can. Those picks turned into Braden Smith, who is the starting right tackle now for the best. Um, first of all, the, the Colts used the pick that they got from the Jets to take Quentin Nelson, okay. who was probably the best guard in the entire NFL. It was the, the sixth pick, right? It was it the was- sixth pick. They then, uh, the other guys who went with those picks are, include Braden Smith, who was a starting right tackle, and Dallas Goddard, who was a good tight end. Mm-hmm. That, that, the Jets gave that up to get Darnold in the first place. So, yes, and in this case, you have to say they gave up. They chose Zach Smith, Zach Wilson, excuse me, over Darnold and, let's say conservatively, three ones. The hell of a decision. It's a hell of a decision, and we'll see. What a day. It's taken a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie to you, Hembo. This day has taken a lot I out of me. I was looking for a fire extinguisher while you were, make, while you were doing your second I mean, rant. I was is, worried. It has taken a turn. Uh, and, and, look, I hope that everything turns out to be great. It certainly never has before, so <laughs> I have no reason to think it will. But we can always hope. Hey, let me give you a quick word from HelloFresh. You know, we all miss a real true break, not just endless downtime. I mean, a break that feels earned, a shortcut you give yourself that makes your life truly easier without sacrificing the end result. That's how you'll feel if you use HelloFresh, which lets you skip the grocery store, the crowds, the traffic, the hassle without sacrificing delicious meals. With more than 25 chef-created recipes you pick from each week, you'll never run out of meals to try. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 and use the code Greeny12 to get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code GREENY12 at HelloFresh.com slash GREENY12. I need a lozenge stat. (laughs) This has been a heck of a day. Thanks for spending it with me. I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to GREENY, the podcast. You can check out GREENY live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.